Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Game Gravy Rewind podcast. I am your host, Anthony DeVirgilis, and with me tonight, I have Ryan Shiflett. Howdy, howdy. This is episode 49. That means we are one episode away from being, what is it, is that over the hill, or am, am I off? <laughs> half, a, half a century? <laughs> yeah. <that's, laughs> there you go. I would well, say that's over the hill, yeah. Actually, the the bigger number is going to be two episodes after that, because that would be the end of the year. Because if we do one a year, obviously 52 weeks in a year. So um, that would be uh, pretty exciting. We'll, we'll be like the year anniversary of the uh, podcast. Woot. Yes, we've went through a lot of different uh, different hosts, different guests, different, um, you know, co-hosts. But, it, you know, I, I'm still here. I think I've missed like two or three episodes total. So that's kind of exciting that I've been on almost all of them nice. since the start. And I'm just getting started. Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I like that's yeah, that's a good attitude to have. Just getting started. I like that. <laughs> but so today we are going to talk about surprises in the game industry this year. Uh surprise games more more or less. Not not like really anything outside of gaming itself and the games themselves. Anything you want to throw in on that? Um well, I mean, you know, kind of what we were talking about earlier, I think the the two biggest are um Splatoon and Rocket League. So I would have to say right off the top that the games have a lot in common, even though they're not nowhere near similar. What would does that make sense? Oh yeah, no, completely. I mean, you know, kind of those team-based games that aren't your traditional, you know, first-person shooter, you know, kill the next guy kind of thing. Yeah, and. The, the biggest thing is they're smaller team-based. They also go through the um, progression where it's based on online, whereas the single player is kind of just more or less of training for those online modes. And both games have uh, are, have very similar tendencies to that, where it, it they don't feel full-fleshed in the single player. Okay, yeah. I, I unfortunately have not played um, Rocket League yet, but I do plan on actually getting it off of steam and, and hopping on and playing with people. So. I, I did um I did talk about it a little bit last week. Um I'll go over it again. I did write a review for it that should be live as of August 18th. I don't know when this podcast will be published, so you can <laughs> you can go back to it and and read it then. Um but you know, I I made the bold statement that this was the best indie game that I've played so far. And I'm going to stick by that, and I I still believe that in the fact that it feels like it's a full retail game. This is a game I could see coming out of an EA, coming out of an Activision, and it just feels full-fleshed that in, in that way. And I do like the fact that developer has basically already s- said that any of the arenas they release will be free. Because they want everyone to be able to play on the arenas and don't have any mix-match. Um, the DLC that they have released so far is going is the um it's just basically extra cars skins st- stuff like that for the cars nice yeah re- really cool um i it just it's it, to me it seems like something that's going to last a while i know one of the european um esports leagues already um grabbed onto it and put it inside their uh their realm of games that they use for their online sports leagues which is awesome I could definitely see that hopefully coming over here to America. I would love to see them add a couple more online modes 
that you can leak up, kind of like in Madden or FIFA. I mean, this is a pretty big scope I'm talking about, so I don't know if an indie team can handle that. They might need Sony to step in to uh, and give them a hand doing that. But I think a little would go a long way when it comes to something like that. That's awesome. Yeah, no, there's... Yeah. You know, and I, I noticed somebody did the same with, with Splatoon, too, talking about possibly, you know, starting a, an actual professional Splatoon team and trying to get it on the eSports circuits, which that would be insane and hilarious to watch. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, and, you know, that's something I could see happening, too, with, you know, Nintendo. I, w- I You know, I could see Mario Kart getting up on there, too. Um, I, I could see Splatoon getting a little bit off the ground a little quicker considering they have a little bit better financial backing oh yeah no if if and you know wasn't it e3 nintendo said that they were gonna start putting putting a little bit more focus on the esports realm when it comes to their multiplayer titles yeah i think it makes everything a little bit more exciting uh smash brothers has a lot to be desired when it comes to the tournament mode and um you know, just the overall online experience. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think it's lacking. Uh, Mario Kart and Splatoon definitely more than make up for what they're lacking in Smash, though. <laughs> yeah, no. The, yeah. The, those two games are excellent examples of, of online done right by Nintendo. I agree. Wholeheartedly. Yeah, and I, I mean, I I just like seeing other stuff outside the, the scope of first-person shooters and... You know, um, I guess, what would you say, like, the, the EA Sports titles? Yeah. Like, it, I mean, really, other than that, I mean, what do you have, like, Forza, I guess, people play, or Gran Turismo, or Drive Club, whatever those are. Mm-hmm. The the realistic racers. Um, trying to think of some other online genres that people play. <laughs> well, it depends. If you're talking console gamers, yeah, it's it's pretty oh, much... Oh, yeah, I guess you got, like, League of Legends yeah, and, and Dota. It's pretty much, you know, sports games, racing games and first-person shooters, and that's about it. But when it comes to, you know, if you throw in PC, then you've got the whole MOBA and, and RTS realm and stuff. But, I mean, even that's starting to get, uh, you know, shaken up a little bit with, like, Smite on Xbox One is doing really, really well and is, I think, like, the top, like, when it comes to the streaming and stuff, like, the fifth most streamed game, <laughs> which is crazy because that's still pretty new. And that that's a more of a third person like over the shoulder well not completely over the shoulder but like behind the the character moba but uh, yeah when it comes to like surprise definitely you know nobody would have guessed that splatoon and uh rocket league would have been the for lack of a better term breakout successes that they've been with the online communities just period not just for their respective systems yeah, I mean, I can't think of anything else that's came out that has really been a smash hit that people have been talking about this year. I mean, I guess you had Destiny last year, um, you know, that came out. It, it People were, you know, kind of all over it, I guess you could say. Well, yeah, but that's expected. I mean, it's, it's Bungie, so just having that name behind it and the fact that it was their follow-up to, to Halo, you know, all but guaranteed it success and for it to have a user base unless they completely you know screwed stuff up yeah it seems like everyone's come and dropped off of a lot of the other titles from this year though like i I mean i'm still playing the witcher and i'm still loving the witcher but i i don't i definitely don't see people on my friends list playing witcher as much as when you know in the first month and a half two months that it was out that's true um 
I, I don't see. I don't even see people playing Batman anymore. That that, no. that was like a week. Like it, it basically <laughs> that came out and it was gone in a week. Well, um, same with Elder Scrolls Online, which is crazy. You would think that would be something people would consistently be playing, but I mean that like I had like three people on my friends list playing that f- solid for like a week and then gone. Like no one plays it anymore. Now when I get online, it's I see FIFA. I, I yeah, I see FIFA. I see Netflix. I see Rocket League, and that's about it on my PlayStation. Nice. I, I'm not seeing too many people playing anything else on my friends list. So, I mean, granted, that that's a small sample yeah. of what people are playing, or of stuff people are playing. But, I mean, I remember when Destiny first came out, I literally would have 15 to 20 people on my friends list all playing Destiny. Oh, so, well, yeah. No, that was when that came out, you know, everybody hopped on. And it's kind of the same thing with Wii U. The majority of the people that you see on there are... Are oddly well, Splatoon really Splatoon dominates Splat- it. and Smash. Yeah, but yeah, that's like the Smash two games. There. Unless uh, there's a Mario Kart DLC <laughs> that hits, then it's everyone's on Mario Kart for like three days. Well, right. And what's funny is that's one of the the, the advantages I think that Splatoon has. And you, you mentioning the Mario Kart DLC is I know that they got a lot of flack for the quote unquote holding back of content, but I think you know having it staged. That way is working to its advantage because it's continually keeping the game fresh so that online community is going to stay there. Whereas like Mario Kart or Smash Brothers, you know, you're going to have that online community, but it's going to drop off. And then once the DLC comes out, then interest peaks, but it only peaks for so long because, you know, after, you know, three, four weeks, you're done and you're you're kind of tired of, of the DLC that you played and then it it drops back down, but when you have something like Splatoon that started off with, you know, a few maps, a few weapons, but it's been constantly releasing content every what week and a half, whether it's new weapons, new modes, um, you know, new maps that continually also get more complex, and in order for you to really understand and enjoy those maps to the fullest, you have to have played it so that your skills kind of are at the point where they need to be for you to fully appreciate all the the intricacies in each of the maps. Yeah, I I completely agree. I I think that the slow drip method is a lot better than just releasing it on one day and then it's gone. And, you know, I do have a confession I have to make, and that is that I still haven't bought the Smash DLC with Ryu. Oh, I I did a few weeks back. I mean, it's an expensive freaking pack, but it's fun. He he controls pretty well. I mean, it, he surprisingly controls a lot like he does in in Street Fighter, albeit a little bit simplified. Yeah, I, I just like you know, it's not that I don't have any desire to do it. It's I I, I just don't know what it is. I I really don't. I I, I can't like pinpoint it. Like, I can't pinpoint why I haven't purchased this yet. I probably will get it at some point. It's just, I, I don't know. I haven't been playing the game that much, and it's just, I feel like it's something I don't need to, like, really get right now. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's you know, it's probably a necessity thing. It's Smash Brothers is a game that is very social, so if you're not having people coming over to your house to constantly play it, or you're not online playing it because you're playing something else, and that's not, like, the game you're playing, then having... You know that DLC isn't going to be, you know, a priority. And I mean, it's a fighting game. It's it's, you know, single player wise, it's it's going to have a limit as far as you know enjoyability. 
as opposed to something like Mario Kart where, you know, you're still racing and, and I don't know. For me, I, I have more fun playing a game like Mario Kart single player than I do a game like Smash Brothers. Yeah, and it's it's tough like if you don't have friends over to even play Smash Brothers. Oh well, yeah, because you know the the online has issues with latency. And yeah, well that and the fact that like I to me that's still more of a couch like competition game. Mm-hmm. It just it feels so much better when you you have people that you can talk trash to right in front of your face. <laughs> in my opinion. Oh well, yeah. No, it's 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 much more fun to be you know talking smash right next to talking smash talking Talking smack in that smash (laughs) talking smack to the dude that's sitting next to you on the couch versus you know via well can't really even you can't do that on on smash brothers so yeah it's either talking smash in real life and smack on smash there we go in real life or not talking smack at all because there's no voice chat in that either yeah so uh Something else that bothers me is the fact that the PS Vita is getting a copy of Resident <laughs> Evil Revelations 2 today. What, what's up with that? Come on, man. That's, it's, you know, it's, it's the way the world works. Sony wants it on the Vita because the Vita starved for games. So, v, so Sony stepped in and is developing the Vita port themselves. Capcom had nothing to do with the port at all. Yeah, I still feel like it needs to be on 3DS. Oh, I would love to see it on 3DS, though... What I've played of it on Xbox One, it's still not as good of a game as what Revelations was was on 3DS. Yeah, I, I can see that. So, I mean, it's 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 that thing, you know. It's it's lightning in a bottle. They get Revelations on 3DS. It kind of feels like the old school Resident Evil, like Resident Evil Four. Everybody likes it. They crank out a sequel really quick. But they they feel as though it could sell more, so they change some of the stuff and like you know add a little bit more to the escort missions. And I mean, while it I mean it's good, I don't think it's as good as Revelations. But again, that's probably because of you know rush development. Let's get it out. Let's have it there. People like Revelations. It's still fresh in their head. Do it. You know, it skips. <laughs> Wii U and, and 3DS and, you know, hits the other systems, doesn't sell as well. But Sony, you know, also, again, needs something on the Vita because if you talk about, you know, software droughts and a, a system not really having a whole, you know, lot or a large diverse library, it would be the PlayStation Vita. So Sony was like, hey, let's put it there. Yeah, and but, you know, it. I think it goes with the whole... I remember a couple indie developers and their whole mantra about putting stuff on the Wii U was it's better to be the big fish in the small pond than be the small fish in the big sea. Oh, well, yeah, by far. And I feel like with the Wii U's lack of third party games, like to me, like why wouldn't, why wouldn't actually both systems have a lack of third party games. So why wouldn't you put it on those two systems that you know you've had sales success on? That's true. Well, and I mean, I think, oddly enough, I think that's one thing that, or I shouldn't say necessarily oddly, but that's something that's definitely helped the the indie scene grow on the Wii U is the fact that there is a lack of the major third-party support, and those looking for it are, you know, are gravitating towards the the indie scene. 
Yeah, I'm I'm pretty excited about that Nindies at night. I want to see what they're gonna announce. Well, and and plus, when it comes to that, I think um, I've seen it. I, I was watching. I can't remember a Google Hangout. I think it was. I don't know six six eight months ago or something like that where the indie developers were saying it's also really easy to speak with the Nintendo fan base because of something like Meverse and even oddly enough on on Twitter and stuff it's it's easier to find and communicate with them than it is like the the Sony and Microsoft fan bases which is kind of strange but i mean that could be due to you know fan sites attitudes of the fans you know yeah i was about to say like basically if you just go into a nintendo community and you show off your game and you're not a dick basically they'll accept you so um i I don't know if necessarily it's the same on the other consoles i think maybe the sony and microsoft fans might be a little more pretentious when it comes to their games Whereas N- Nintendo fans are basically willing to give almost anything a try. Well, and especially if it's um, exclusive or hits, you know, the Nintendo platform first, Nintendo fans tend to be a little bit more open to that versus, you know, coming if, later. If you can or... win the heart, if you can win the heart of a Nintendo fan, you're you're made. Oh yeah, you'll be good. I mean, well, look at you know perfect Shovel examples Knight. of that. Shovel Knight. You know, you've got um, Renegade, Renegade Kid, Image and Form. Um, you know, those those guys have have you know hit the the nail on the head when it comes to that fan base. And you know, I think Way Forward's even pushed some pretty good. Um, well, yeah, content of I would agree too because more the majority of their stuff lands on Nintendo consoles first. You know, they're yeah. they're another one of those. I mean, there's but it's funny for me. There's a lot of those like small independent developers out there like that, you know, and I think like curve is really becoming oddly enough, like a, a huge, um, you know, Nintendo, like third party publisher, you know, or indie publisher developer. Um, that's knocking out some great stuff and bringing some great stuff to the, to the system. Well, they've been bringing stuff to all the systems lately. So, they, they've been spreading the love. Oh yeah, no, and I mean that's something that's that's really awesome with them, and you know, I I think as some well again as a Wii U owner and stuff, though, just even the stuff that they've chosen to bring over is pretty cool. You know, with the Stealth Incorporated, the fact that it came over like first, they're even kind of taking some of the chances of bringing some of that stuff over. Um, yeah, I would I would still say that Nintendo's my go to indie system. Yep. Um, Obviously, I don't have an Xbox One yet. That should change shortly. Hopefully, I'll be having one soon. Um, but, you know, the for my PS4, I, really all I'm playing indie-wise is Rocket League right now. Yeah, and for, well, for me, with not having a PS4, hopefully, you know, I'll have one of those as well. Sony, you could gladly send me one for free. I'd, be, <laughs> I'd take it. No qualms. Um, but it's, I think on my Xbox, yeah... You know, I don't know. It's I think it's also harder to find, at least for me and my experience on the the Xbox, some of that that indie stuff. Whereas, like on Nintendo Shop, it's it's front and center. You know, you have the the icons right there that say indie games. You know, eShop exclusives, 
Whereas when you go on like the Xbox One, you have the game store and they're, I mean, it's cool because they're all kind of mixed together. And sometimes when it comes to new releases and coming soon, they're there. But other than that, there's no real place to, to go to see what's coming and be able to, you know, I guess, search for independent developers specifically. Like there's no, oh, hey, look at there's a, a channel or, you know, a place to go for ID at Xbox so that you can go in there and see all the, the stuff that's coming to to the to Microsoft's Xbox One. And I'm not sure how it is on the, the PlayStation 4, but... Um, the PlayStation 4 is very hard to search stuff on if you're looking to buy something that you know you want um, that's particular. It's, it's not very user-friendly, their shop. They kind of just, like, group everything together that's new, and you can go in there and look. But uh, I wish... I like the way the PS3 handled the store a little bit better, even though it was slow. Um, I, I felt like it was a little more intuitive, and I also did like the little ticker they had on the PS3 that would show you like the new stuff that was out and all that. It, I, I don't know. So to me, Sony's menus are the like the most clunkiest in the business. <laughs> well, wait, to, wait, wait till you uh, deal with the Xbox One without Connect. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Yeah, no. It's, oh boy, it's, it's 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 not fun. I've had my Xbox One for over a year now, and at times I still have issues going through it. Well, you know, the 360 went through so many different phases of what it was like. Is does it look like the the tiles like the Xbox 360 right now? Uh, I you know it's been a while since I've been on my 360. I mean, it, it's it's tiles and it's a bunch of little like windows. I guess. Oh, for, so it's like, it's like Windows Eight. Um, no, well, I, I, from my understanding with Windows 10 is it's a lot closer to that. Oh, well, then I'm okay with that. I like Windows 10. So. Me, me and Windows 10 are friends, so we, we can do that. <laughs> we, we, get, we can definitely do that. And, and, you know, I'm in the same boat with you. If Microsoft wants to send me a console, I'm, you know, so I can review some games for them, send it over. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll review Gears of War right now. I don't care. Yeah, right. I ain't scared. <laughs> yeah, that's that's awesome. That would be that would be a blast. And then I yeah. can finally, you know, play some games with you on Xbox One. And then if I got a PlayStation, I don't 4, even think we've ever played games on Wii U, buddy. Uh, well, no, that's probably true. I don't think we have <laughs> actually. <laughs> Sadly enough, I mean, and especially with Splatoon. But I think that's again, that's just probably like you know scheduling and, and all oh we that could kind of yeah stuff. but we could actually group now in splatoon that's the yeah. thing that's why we never played splatoon together well yeah that's true i mean you could you could hop on and you know play in the same game but just not on the same team because i mean there were some people that i played with from time to time and had some yeah, good matches with god dude that game P- is so good sorry if you had a ps4 man you could be like on my first alt team because I already have my team set, so you know you'd nice. have to be on the alternate um, team until you could prove yourself to move up from the minors to the um, big leagues. That's that's perfectly fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, they, they they really need to get like clans or garages, whatever you want to call them. Like that would be awesome for for Rocket League. Oh, for Rocket League, yeah. I I don't know. I'll, I'll have to end up spending the money and and getting it on Steam well, so I can play. If it on you the get PC. it on PC, you, we it's uh, cross platform. So yeah, you can play with with me as well. So that's on one of the reasons why I wanted PS4. to. And everybody's talking about it, and everybody I know that had it on PlayStation, 
you know, or even having people coming in and, and getting Steam cards for it, like, are really Well, I'll tell it. you what, that was hands down the... That's probably the best game that Sony's ever put on Instant Game Collection for multiple reasons. Well, yeah, Nate, you were talking about that. I mean, yeah, especially if you're going to be an indie title that's yeah, based so, like that. Perfect so way they, to build they've that basically community. been putting indie titles on there. This indie title is community reliant. And I mean that in the fact that if there's no people to play online with, it's the game doesn't exist and it's not that fun. So the fact that you're dropping this day one to probably over 5 to 10 million people that can download it and play it, I mean, you're putting you're putting people behind the wheel of those cars to play, you know, to get on there and play. Um, every, at any one time that I'm on, there's usually between 20 and 30,000 people playing online. So that, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's a decent community right there, especially if it's, you know, consistent. <laughs> oh, it's very consistent. I, I never have issue finding games and it's, yeah, it's it's awesome, and I I think as long as they keep bringing up regular updates, you know, the the community will stay. Hmm. They're talking about putting uh, trick tracks in there, where like like horseshoes and stuff like that. Oh, that'd be dude. That would actually probably be a crap ton of fun, especially playing like a game of soccer and to have a a horseshoe track to race around. And yeah, no, it would be a blast. Oh yeah, there, there's like there's like I I think they said they wouldn't do, put them in for ranked matches, mm-hmm. and it would just be for like um, exhibition. But it's funny. I wonder where they got the the idea and the inspiration. I wonder if they were Forza fans and played any of the the Forza soccer multiplayer L- mode. <laughs> little known fact, and you'll be reading about this in my uh, in my review. So I didn't even know, but the this is a sequel. Oh really? Yeah, and and you want to know what year? Take take a wild guess. The year the original game came out. The year the original game came out, and yeah. probably what PC? Yes. Uh, let's say two thousand and six. Close two thousand eight. Oh, nice. <laughs> so 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 this is a so this has been something that's been out there for seven years that I don't think ninety percent of gamers have ever heard of. That's funny. And, and the original game was, I, I don't even, I'm going to kill it, so I'm not even going to talk. Like, say it. I don't, I don't have it memorized. It's like six words. It's like something like superpower, car, robo, soccer, something. I don't know. It's really like long. It's like six words long. But yeah, uh, definitely a better change to just call it Rocket League. A lot easier for people to remember. Um, but yeah, it. I, I don't know. It's crazy to me that this game's been out there for seven years and it's only finally gaining traction now. But you know what, though? It's much-deserved traction, and it, it's awesome. And I like the fact that the PS4 version has Sweet Tooth in it. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, good old console exclusives. Well, and you know, but you got to admit, though, the fact that Sony lend it, you know, lent one of their characters to this game, you know Sony had high hopes for this game. Right? Oh, yeah, and it definitely shows, you know, the... The quality and the passion behind the product. If if a company like Sony's gonna be like, yeah, sure, you can use, you know, Sweet Tooth in it. That sounds good to us. Works both ways. It you know garners some um, some love from the Sony community when it's got you know Sweet Tooth in it, and you know garners love for Sony from the indie community because they're allowing Sweet Tooth to be in it. So, absolutely. But 
I, I think I've I think I've talked to that game to death now. Now, now we just need to see instead of just Autobots versus Decepticons in this Splatfest, which by the way is phenomenal, is for them to do something not just themed T-shirts, but some cool stuff. That well, I, and you know, I I still have a feeling there's going to be some paid DLC for Splatoon at some point. I don't know what it's going to have in it. I don't know what it's going to do. But I, I have a feeling Nintendo's going to get some kind of money from us at some point for Splatoon. Some extra <laughs> money. Uh, I, I, we'll I, see. I, I don't know what they can possibly do that to, that would that would mix it up and get more money from us. But it, you, there's so much opportunity there with so many games sold. Well, yeah, because it's already at what 1.6 million or something like that. Which I mean, considering the fact that it's a brand new IP, completely new unheard of uncharted gameplay mechanic you know virtually online only on a system that's three years old to sell you know the 1.6 it has as fast as it has since the end of like may not bad for nintendo and not bad really for it would be for anybody yeah i agree with that but you know again i i feel that nintendo that's a missed opportunity for nintendo's pockets if they don't put out something where to make us spend more money on it Oh, I'm sure they'll do something later, but I mean, I, you know, from from what the rumblings are and stuff, they still have a, a crap ton of, of free content, and maybe that's the plan is, you know, they, you know, we paid 60 bucks for it here in the U.S., and if it's, you know, gets to the amount of content that a normal game has, if not more, then, I don't know, it'll be interesting to see, maybe. I would I would do a $40 expansion. I would have it. Oh, excuse me. I would have it at launch, have maybe five to six maps, then, you know, a bunch of new weapons. You can play as an Inkling character. Um, and then I would slow drip content again out of the, out of, out <laughs> out of, of the, uh, yeah, like, okay, we've, we've hit our, you know, the, all the content that we had planned for the $60 game here, you know, that lasted a year and a half. Here's forty dollars, or you know, or pay us thirty dollars yeah, for another year and a half worth of content. Where yeah, we're so be here's doing the yeah, same thirty dollars, and then here's five maps, and then every month we'll release another map. Every, you know, we'll have weapons throughout the year. Yeah, to me that makes the most sense to do it that way, and then just keep slow dripping content. That way, people are playing the game for three years right there. True. Well, and it'll you know when the money will drop, it'll be when the octolings become playable characters. Yeah, and that's, something that's with what like I was the Octolings and and uh, Callie and Mari. Yeah, exactly, sisters. and that, I, I agree with I agree with that. That's that's going to be when people drop the money. Will there be other playable characters? I think at some point there needs to be a Mario Sunshine level. I, I get not not crossing over too early with mm-hmm. existing franchises, but I think at some point in the DLC maybe that we're paying for. You gotta admit, a sunshine level's like it, it, that game's needing a sunshine level. True. Well, and there you go. I mean, you, you you hit it there too. That would be, if anything, that you know, I guess would validate paying for DLC after getting you know so much content. I guess you could say, you know, weekly or biweekly for free would to be to charge for a themed level pack of, you know, oh, okay, well here's you know themed levels and it's a a zelda themed or you know like a sorry a hyrule themed level uh a animal Mario crossing sign yeah an animal crossing uh 
you know, picking, picking some of the, some of those things to do it. But at the same time, who knows? They may do it for free because they don't want to alienate the the user base that they have. Because that's one thing that always freaking sucks if you play multiplayer shooters is, you know, those who have the season pass and get those the new map packs and stuff, it ends up cutting off content to the people that, you know, don't have the money to pay for it or don't necessarily, you know, maybe like it'll just be character skins to. then mm-hmm. and guns. That way they could you could always still play together on yep. the maps, but you you can you can have different skins and different guns and different stuff like that. Which is what Evolve was trying to do and just did not <laughs> um, you know I n- i've never played evolve that, that right i still haven't played um dying light there's a lot of stuff this year that i haven't played i haven't played batman yet no dying, dying light's good but evolve is you know i had a i have a buddy that that compared splatoon and evolve and the way that the contents rolled out and all the hate that evolve got for it versus the fact that people were okay with splatoon doing it and I, they did they both kind of did the content rollout somewhat similar with evolve all the maps and stuff for free so that way the communities never split and what they did is they charged for character skins and monster skins and the new monsters and stuff so if you wanted to play it you could but if you were i don't know like one of the hunters and somebody on your friends list had a new monster you would still be able to play against that person with them using the monster you just want to be able to use it but i think when it first launched and the lack of communication on how it all worked with, you know, the super expensive season pass and finding out that some of the characters were $10. I think the backlash just kind of killed it where Nintendo kind of kept a little bit mum and talked about the content that was going to be there and then slowly broke it to everybody that it was going to be rolling out and saying stuff like it's because, you know, the maps are harder. You're going to want to know how to, you know, use some of the the simpler and and mechanics within the game and some of the advanced strategies and techniques to really enjoy playing on them. That that's why we're waiting. It just ended up, I think, you know, it was PR. It ended up working out better for Splatoon. And well, obviously, Splatoon sold a crap ton of copies, whereas Evolve's community was virtually dead on arrival. And that was a game that was built around online and built by the guys that did left for dead so it's not like you know they didn't know what they were doing when it came to building a game do you think it's a fact that there's more online um titles on the the systems that evolves released on and also do you think that nintendo fans just aren't really even used to season passes and stuff like that as do you think those are two factors of why people cared and didn't care um you know it's oddly enough i don't know because i when you know before evolve came out like there was a crap ton of hype behind it and then some of that stuff started kind of coming out like they announced the season pass before they actually showed any gameplay of of what was going on um and it would i mean hype was pretty huge until like the day that it came out a couple days after and then it just died because you know people were playing it and just decided yeah no we don't we're not fans (laughs) I mean, and it did, it didn't take, but I think like two weeks and it w- the, the online community for Evolve was virtually nothing. Let's see. Yeah. Cause I mean, it's, it sold just over a million copies, in its but lifetime, you know, according I, I, to, to VG charts. 
but you know, I think that's also like rolls into the whole fact that there's just other stuff to play out there on those systems. There's so much you're competing again. I, it goes back to that mantra I was talking about with the, the ponds and the fish. True. Wh- whereas there, you just have so much like to me, like when battlefront comes out, almost every online game is going to be killed. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, but that's cause it's, it's star Wars and it's battlefront. But, you know? but I mean, yeah, but the thing is, is Nintendo don't have to worry about that cause it's not coming out there. So well, Splatoon's going to be fine. True. I mean, but I guess, you know, then you can also, you know, I guess counter that point with the fact that, you know, not only that, the the Xbox One and PS4 have much larger communities and much larger online communities. So, you know, you would think just with numbers alone that something like Evolve would be able to find a, a niche in a community within the, you know, 30 or 40 million people that are playing between those two systems versus the, you know, 10 million that are playing on Wii U's. Yeah. But I, I mean, like to me, like, like anything that's in a, that has an online community, it's going to be hurting. Um, once battlefront hits, I, I really think that game's going to sell crazy. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, I think battlefront's going to hit because one, we haven't had one in forever. Um, you know, and I think, but I think that's another thing is Splatoon and Rocket League show that at least, I mean, I, in my opinion, that online gaming and, and just gamers in general are looking for something different now. You know, we've had our Call of Duties, we've had our Halos, um, you know, where, and it's not that those games are bad. I mean, obviously they're not games, you know, they're good. They sell, you know, millions of copies every single time that they're released, you know. But, I mean, and you can see that trend with Call of Duty's numbers. Call of Duty sales numbers have, have decreased since, I think it was Black Ops or Black Ops 2 um, since then. You know, it hit its peak. And now it's going to be like a Madden or an NBA where they're going to sell millions of copies every year because they have that that user base. But I think Splatoon and Rocket League show that there's there's a want for something different than just shooting people in the face. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I can completely agree with that. So, and I mean, it'll be interesting to see how well battlefront does. I mean, I'm, I'm excited, but I'm also extremely scared because you know, it's that, that game is going to be gigantic. You know, it's if EA wanted something to be a call of duty, which they tried with Medal of Honor and, and Battlefield for so long, like they may have it with Battlefront. But the question is, are they ready to, I guess, take that mantle? And are they going to be able to handle that influx of players day one without well, that's, it being that's on broken dice. as hell like like the you know <laughs> like Battlefield? Because something like that too as as awesome as Battlefront will be, if they don't have that experience for the most part, you know, up to standards to where, you know, at least Call of Duty, Call of Duty's always run really good, you know, per se, as far as, you know, with the millions of people hopping online when they launch versus a battlefield and that could end up killing Battlefront from hitting that that mass success because people will hop on and if they can't play games they'll just be like man screw this i'm done you know it's just kind of 
how it happened. So I am, they are not in an enviable, enviable position right now. Yeah, well, I mean, they need to have some, uh, some like test fires or whatever, get people on betas, make sure stress test those those servers because day one that thing's gonna hit and people are gonna be like Fallout Four, what? <laughs> <laughs> no, like it's, I mean, you know, they do. It's it's odd that they haven't. I mean, they did betas and stuff for for Battlefield. I'm really surprised that they haven't done like a stress test and even just call it that. You know, do it like Nintendo did. What three three weeks? or a month before it launches and just be like, yo, this is only going to be available for three days. You can download it now, but it's only going to be, you know, available, you know, Saturday and even do it again, do what Nintendo did with the time limits, you know, don't necessarily do it only for two hours, make it maybe a little bit bigger because the the online community is larger, but what, what a better way to stress test because that's all the test fire was was yeah, to make you're sure guaranteeing that, that people are going to be on that time yeah you know it was and and it forced everybody to play rather than saying oh you've got you know oh i have all weekend to play it so then people hop on at different times but if you're like look it's going to be really exclusive you're going to be able to play on friday from 7 p.m to 10 p.m pacific and then a couple days on saturday it forces every single person that wants to play it on at once so it's a great way to stress test those servers to see if they explode you know and cause california to sink off the the face of the earth and <laughs> one can only hope <laughs> but it's you know it would be really smart and i think it would behoove them to to actually do something like that but i don't know if they will because i think they they want so much of it to be a surprise for fans that they might not and it may end up kicking them in the butt later yeah i mean i have mine reserved i'm definitely picking it up yeah i know i'm gonna end up getting it i'm i'm trying to keep my hype levels you should get the uh darth vader uh ps4 edition one (laughs) yeah i've gotta have i've gotta have that money to do so (laughs) gotta get that money dog (laughs) (laughs) Uh, gotta get that cheddar i know it's it's just a shame it's not as easy well stop Stop buying garbage like zombie on PS or on uh, Xbox, <laughs> Xbox One, One, and then hey, yeah, man, then you, could, you know the, every twenty dollar helps. True, and it would help going to other stuff as well. But you know, it's it's one of those things I can't help it. I enjoyed the original Zombie U. I wanted to see how well Straight Straight Right was able to port it across. Um, and I guess you know, had we known it came out, we could have probably asked Ubisoft and Straight Right for a review code. Um, but the fact that it just kind of came out of nowhere. Um, and that way I can also talk to it. So if people are like, oh, it's so much better. I'd be actually, no, it's really not. It's pretty much the exact same game that, you know, Wii U owners were right and were smart to enjoy, you know, three years ago. And we have a little bit, you know, cooler functions on it. Yeah, you know, the Xbox One version has a shovel and a spiked bat. But, you know, oddly enough, the grainy filter definitely helps bring that tension up on the Wii U version, whereas the Xbox one doesn't have the grainy filter on it. Um, and it's a little bit brighter. It's still, you know, creepy as, as all hell, but it, you know, it does lose a certain charm without the, the spotty TV and, and not having the game pad, but I mean, I'm enjoying it. Well, you go enjoy it. We're, we're no longer friends over you. <laughs> I, so. I hope it's worth it to you. I I don't know. I don't I don't think any game is is worth 
losing a friendship over. <laughs> <laughs> Return it. No. Um. <laughs> can't, can't. It's digital. Hmm. Uh, Let's just not get into it. the whole digital just, versus. Uh, d- just. Just delete it, pretend it never even existed. Oh, I'm sure after I'm done beating, uh, like after I'm done going through it, it'll be, it'll get kind of like, kind of like everyone did with Assassin's Creed Unity. Just delete it, pretend it never existed. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, like what? Oh, what? That's <laughs> so crazy. Like, and it, it was um, kind oh, of that a, left a, you speechless. A, a funny story about uh, <laughs> Assassin's Creed Unity is. Um, I work at a video game store. We'll just say that. That way I don't possibly get myself in, in trouble. Um, but, because there's so many video game stores. Well, no, there, dude, there, there's, <laughs> there's stuff, you know, the, where I work sells video games. Walmart sells video games. Best Buy sells video games. GameStop sells video games. We've got play and local, trade. Play and trade. Game Trader. Um, you know, Target. There's plenty of places that, that, that sell that. And I know where I work isn't best buy but somebody was talk came in and wanted to buy an xbox one and they ended up leaving because best buy was selling an xbox one master chief and a edition, samsung tv but you got assassin's creed unity for free and i just thought it was funny because what that was was them getting rid of the stock of the assassin's creed unity or yeah or you ended up getting Assassin's Creed Unity for free or something, which it was them getting rid of the Assassin's Creed Unity stock Xbox ones, and it was the download code, you know? So it's just like, and of course the people are like, well, can you do this for us? It's like, well, no, that's a Best Buy thing. And, you know, that's probably, this is probably what they're doing. And then you look in Assassin's Creed Unity, you know, if you if you go to, you know, GameStop's website or whatever, it's I think it's they're like 12 bucks or something. Like, so you're not really getting... <laughs> a deal something a deal you know it's it's them clearing out stock and they're making it look yeah. like a deal i mean um, I, I was thinking about getting the xbox one that came it, it was the same almost the same deal except it came with a year of live and that's what was like selling me was the getting the year alive for free i was like mm-hmm. see like to me that's a value heck yeah that's you know 60 bucks Exactly. That's... Like I, I could give two craps about Assassin's Creed Unity. I, I would never play it. I doubt it. I would even use the code. I'd probably just give it away. Um, I've never even beat an Assassin's Creed game. There you go. Th- th- throw that out there. Wow. I did. The only one I've I've actually beaten was Black Flag. I. The only one I've actually played is one, and it was so boring that I never wanted to play another one. Oh, there I'm you sorry. go. Black so Fla- that's out there. Black Flag is a blast. It's it's but it's pirates. I mean, and you're you're sailing around, and they're singing shanties, and yeah, no, like I don't know, it 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 was fun. I had a blast. I know, really I, wanted to play three because I love American, like old American history stuff. Mm-hmm. Same so here. Like I, the, I have it on my Wii U, but unfortunately, UB decided not to to patch it, so it's still got some some game crashing stuff going on. But man, you need to get a new Wii U. You seem to crash that thing on every game. No, just, well, Ubisoft games kind of do it, but that's their fault. That's not the way you use problem. And what was it? Was it Adventures of Pip that you were crashing out to? No, oh, the, 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 that was my fault. That was just a glitch in there. Like, I mean, no, the, the Assassin's Creed stuff that I've run into, like, breaks the system to where you have to go behind it and plug it, unplug it. Whereas the Adventures of Pip, I, I did something and glitched the game out, and I don't know. I don't know if it ever got... You know what made me so mad? I was reviewing um, the Ethan Carter game 
the vanishing of Ethan Carter. Mm -hmm. And speaking of game glitches, um, I get to this certain point, and I save it, and I exit the game. And then the next day, I see there's a patch. So I'm like, oh, "Oh, let's let's look at the patch notes. Oh, don't save your game where I had just saved it last night because it'll delete all your... or, Or, no, I'm sorry. It doesn't delete your data. It just makes it impossible to move forward in the game. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, I'm like, really, the one spot that I stopped and saved it and quit was the one spot that would that made it impossible for me to move forward in the game. Oh, yeah, dude, so I had rough. to I had to restart the whole entire game over again. And like the the thing that kind of made me mad about it was like, if you go to their website, they're like, oh yeah, there's no way to fix it. But since you already know how to do all the puzzles up to there, it shouldn't take you that long. And it's like that's not the point. <laughs> yeah, release it. Like I did, and that's that's something that else has been a a troubling trend as of late in the industry is, you know, it's 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 well, it's it's what everybody feared when Microsoft, and it's not Microsoft's fault, but when Microsoft was getting into the console business, everybody's like, oh great, it's going to be like PCs, we're going to start having patches to fix games, and da 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 da, da and everybody's like, no, that's not going to happen, and well, fifteen years later. Here we are as console gamers and, you know, having to deal with patches and crazy bugs and stuff that, you know, before either one were there and we didn't find and we were absolutely, you know. But, but come on, like luck, the thing but... is, but you got to admit, like stuff like The Witcher, look how much stuff they've added to The Witcher through patching like that wouldn't have been there before. Like, that's just awesome to me. Oh, well, no, that's and that's that's OK. That's stuff that that works. So. Or even the way they 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 they're slow dripping like Splatoon, or you know they put stuff in Rocket League. I'm just trying to think of some other examples. Those are just recent examples. But oh well, I'm... yeah, that's that's the good part of it. But anytime there's something good, there's always you know something. The the bad is bad. people releasing unfinished product. Yeah, that's that's the bad. I mean, there's a difference between releasing something that is lacking content, and there's difference of releasing something that's broke. Oh well, yeah. And and that's where the developers need to get to the right side of the line, where they need to. If the game doesn't work, you don't release it and patch it later. Mm-mm. If if the game works, but you don't have time to put all the content in, it's fine to release it and release that later. Well, as long as you're not paying for it, yeah, and it's free. Well, yeah, as long yeah. as it's free content, yeah, then absolutely. Because I mean, look at the like look at the little things they've added to Witcher. They added new game plus. They've added um, storage boxes. Mm-hmm. I mean, like these are just like little things. They they taken they taken out the um that crafting material um holds weight. So yep. like there's just like such cool little things that they've that they've just like tweaked. That if the, if this was 15 years ago, there that wouldn't be in ha- you know we would have got what came out day one and that's it. Yep. Oh yeah, it's definitely got its its positives and negatives. But it's, I think it's just, there seems to be a lot of like day one patches and, um, you know, stuff that's just like a a game crashing bug. And they're like, oh yeah, it's busted. Um, we'll have a patch, but you know, we're working on it. (laughs) It's just like, but no, it shouldn't be like that. Just stop buying Ubisoft games, everybody. And then, (laughs) and then you'll be fine. Damn. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I, I play a lot of Ubisoft games. I bought Watch Dogs when it first came out and traded it in like two weeks later. I, I think people, when it comes to, to Ubisoft, and I love them because I've been, you know, I was a huge fan of theirs back in the GameCube, Xbox, 
era and beginning of the 360 and stuff is, you know, I think, but I th- and it's not just them. I think people get so freaking hyped just for hype. You know, like they showed that watchdogs tech demo and, you know, all of our faces melted and then it was, you know, they're showing stuff too early to create that, that hype so that they can, you know, compete with everybody else. And it's, it's gotta be, I don't know. I think we, we know about projects way too early now, like way too early. Sometimes. And a a perfect example of that, not only like watchdogs, right. And then you have like the division, which Ubisoft showed, two or three E3s ago, and it's still not even coming out until freaking March. And then, yeah, and, and, but then you have the flip side of the spectrum where Nintendo shows off Captain Toad and it comes out four months later. Well, yeah, you know, but that's also because, you know, they've, and they've talked about it before, they find when it comes to their reservations and interest, most people don't reserve stuff, and the interest for a title doesn't usually peak until about three to four months out before that the title comes out and that's when they see it so that's why a lot of the times when it comes to their reservations and stuff like that you don't see it until right before it comes out and they don't usually announce that stuff but another perfect example of a game that's so hyped and we knew about way too early no man's sky you know i was talking with another person i know named ryan about that and my reservations with that game is i've seen it now for what a year and a half two years and I still don't know what the game's about. What do you do? Well, and it's actually, it's funny. I think we've been closer to almost three because it originally made its debut at one of the video game awards. And then it showed up later um, at while well, Sony's, it's been at Sony's press conference two years. So yeah, it's been close to three years since okay. that first debuted. But yeah, that's the problem is, you know, they show all this stuff and it looks spectacular, but, you know, is it just you know, a survival game in space or, you know, are we just kind of, you know, um, exploring, you know, which to an extent doesn't really bother me, but you know, we've, we still haven't really seen, you know, what's the, what's going to drive us to explore other than the fact that there's just so much to explore. But at the same time, that could be a pain in the butt because there's so much to explore. You're just like, this is way too overwhelming. I am never going to see anything and all it'll take is for you to hit you know probably three or four planets that are extremely similar but different colors or whatnot and you'll probably be done with it you'll be like oh okay so it's not really all that unique yeah and and again what's the end goal what's is their story what's going on They're, they haven't really gotten to anything but I, I think that's a good stopping point for us this week um i think we basically hit on so many different <laughs> areas and went that, back and uh, forth and yeah no, it was good yeah time. it good, good times good times so we will be back next week with the 50th episode what what number 50 maybe we'll talk about mario maker or something as long as it, it trans you know goes into some sort of a wrestling conversation then that's fine because it didn't happen this time i'm disappointed why, why does it need to go into a wrestling conversation? I don't know. It just seems like every time on the podcast, it, it goes into wrestling somehow. I don't know we how did it ta- does it. We, we, we it did does. talk about uh, laying some smack down and talking about oh, talking some, and smash. some smack. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> you okay. know, I was actually going okay. to mention um, that I know we said we were going to go, but I was actually going to mention that I was watching. Um, <laughs> it, it goes to wrestling. Uh, there's this wrestler, Xavier Woods. He has a um, 
his uh, YouTube channel called Up Up Down Down, and he he does games on it. And they were playing Ark Survival, and that game looks like trash at, at right now. What he was playing looks so terrible, but. <laughs> I mean, it. I, I seen screens and videos, and I was like, "Oh, this could be cool." But then I watched him play it, and maybe he's terrible at it. Maybe he's not. I don't know. Um, I'd love to get him on the podcast, by the way, and talk with him. So I, I did shout out at him on Twitter. Hopefully, he gets back to me at some point. But uh, even just to tell me no, and that I'm, I'm too uh, low key for him or whatever. To, I don't. I'm, I'm not popular <laughs> enough for him to come on and uh, chat games. But yeah. Anyways, so yeah, he was pretty awful at it. But I don't know if it was because the game was bad. Or what, but yeah, you should watch that show. It's pretty good sometimes. Go to the YouTube channel, Up Up Down Down. Mm-hmm. It um, it, he it's Xavier Woods and like Kofi Kingston mostly. Oh, but okay. then they ha- they have other wrestlers that are um on there. They had one with uh, Seth Rollins where he was they were playing Turtles in Time. Oh geez, so, that's awesome. Yeah, it's it's a really cool show. Yeah, like I and they're really entertaining guys. So Sweet. obviously, or they wouldn't be in the WWE, but right. Anyways, so that's where we'll end it this week. Um, Xavier, if you're listening, hit me up, man. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, yeah, so that's all I got. I'm Anthony. And I'm Ryan. All right, peace.